I am sitting outside Ye White Hart in Barnes, Stroke Mortlake, on a beautiful sparkling afternoon. The river is quite low, there's quite a lot of beach exposed and a lot of people walking back and forth. We've got prams and dogs out and um, it's looking lovely. So the White Hart has been a riverside landmark since it was built in 1899 but it actually replaced a pub that had stood there since 1662. It's got beautiful riverside verandas and tables outside on the towpath and it went through a big renovation in 2013. It's a Young's pub and it's right opposite the start to White Hart Lane which is where Marco Tripoli is based, where we're going to talk to Marco today. So there's an invisible line which runs down the middle of White Hart Lane um, which separates Barnes and Mortlake. So um, Barnes is on the left side, Mortlake is on the right. Um, both full of very pretty terrace cottages and um, pubs and White Hart Lane is bursting with um, life. It's got, it's got bars and eateries and flower shops and yeah, just the lots of lovely, lovely, lovely shops and a good feeling to it. Um, I was wondering if there was, if Marco had picked up some sort of inspiration from years before, because actually Mortlake is famous for the, the Mortlake tapestries. Um, I don't know if you've heard them at all, but um, the Mortlake tapestries were very popular in the 17th century, and they were bought by the, um, for the courts of James I and Charles I. And um, they illustrated the ancient Greek story um, well, the most popular one was of the tragic love of the priestess hero for Leander. And Leander swam the dangerous currents of the Hellespont, the straits between Europe and Asia at the Bosphorus, in order to see his love. And this was all depicted in tapestry form um, by Mortlake's chief designer, Francis Kleene, who designed the series in 1625. And the first set was woven for James I. So who knows, Marco might have sent something from the past when he decided that um, Barnes was definitely the place, Barnes and Mortlake, for um, his lovely shop, Marco Tripoli. So I don't know if you know that um, Mortlake actually means uh, a lake that's gone, a dead lake. It was an old meander of the Thames which formed an oxbow lake and then the lake dried up hence the name Mortlake. So um, not many people know that. Um, on the left-hand side, um, as you go up on the, on the barn side, originally there were fields there that were market gardens and full of um, growing fruit and vegetables and they would sell these uptown. So the area is still called Westfields and has a school and um, a lovely pub and um, also there's a very interesting up White Hart Lane there's a, a healing church which you ever want to just pop your head around the door and walk in they have all sorts of things going on and it's it's very quiet and peaceful and just a nice place for a bit of contemplation really so um, well, yes we are going to um, stroll up the road and go and look in at the window of Marco Tripoli and have a chat to Marco himself. So um, I'll come back to you at the end and uh, talk to you about it. Bye then. 
I'm talking to Marco of Marco Tripoli here in White Hart Lane in Barnes. And I'm so excited to talk to Marco because I've been looking at his window outside. It's full of exotic colours and beautiful prints. And I walk inside and there are silks and fabulous fabrics. So hello, Marco. Hi, Wendy. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Um, I wanted to ask you a bit about your business and about how you started. And first of all, how did you get into fashion? Um, I've been in fashion since I've been here in England. I came here 25 years ago. And my very first job was a sales assistant in Arvin Eagles. And then I worked my way up into international management. Um, I got into fashion mostly because of my uh, background. My mom, she's a dressmaker. My grandfather used to sell fabrics in Palermo, where I'm from. And um, I've actually, when I was in Italy, I was studying languages. But I came to London to finish a master at Cambridge when I, I tripped into um, my first job, which was a sales assistant in Harvey Nichols. Oh, we all love Harvey Nichols. <laughs> so um, so how did, you, how did you make the jump from being sales assistant to having your own business? And uh, slowly, um, as I said, I worked my way up to become a, a first uh, manager, then an area manager, then eventually um, a sales manager. Um, I got to know uh, first the English market, uh, first for the ladies' wear, and then I went to work for Armani, so I got to know also uh, the men's wear business in the UK. Um, and then slowly uh, I decided that uh, just selling wasn't enough. I wanted to bring something new uh, into my uh, career. And I think I wanted to become uh, a fashion designer. It's always been my dream since I was a child. I didn't have the opportunity to do it in Italy. And then slowly, slowly, I, start, I started the London College of Fashion. I did Pate Cuttings. I studied at the St. Martin's where I studied accessory design. And um, and then it became part of my, uh, not just selling for several brands, it became also part of, uh, I had to explain a customer as some of the garments which was selling, they were constructed. Um, and yeah, so I slowly, slowly build up a business. First was a consultancy business for other companies who wanted to break through the UK market. So I was still selling, but then I started to give more input into the design. And uh, slowly I made my own collections. So it's the Marco Tripoli London, which was originally most uh, well known. I did have my showroom in Chiswick. And then I uh, moved to Barnes um, nearly eight years ago. So what influenced your decision to move to Barnes? Why Barnes? Um, mostly it was the location of the shop. I was already shopping around for different uh, retail outlets, but um, I never found one which uh, would apply to my brand. Uh, as you've seen, it, uh, it's quite extrovert. So I think also the location would have been quite strategic. Um work very closely with other uh, companies here in in bands. My partner, life partner is uh, Stephen from Andrew Stephen Hairdressing. So I started to get all his clients to uh, the showroom in Chiswick first. So the location of bands was easier for my cast, for, for his clients to come and see my collections. Oh, perfect partnership. It sounds good. So talking of collections, I hear you've got a new one and a very exciting new perfume. The new perfume is called um, Blossom. It's inspired by the 
plum uh, blossom, which is happening this week in Japan. Uh, it's a specific time of the year in Japan where they, and it's quite significant for Japanese people because it's the end of the winter, so the melting of the snow and the beginning of the spring, so the, all the trees have blossomed. Um, so it's got a lot of uh, fruity um, influence, I would say, in the notes. So you still have the fruity plums, then you have um, vanilla, you have cinnamon, you have uh, amber. It's a very, very nice perfume, which uh, is more like eau de parfum, so it's not eau de toilette, so it lasts quite long. Um, I have to say, I'm wearing it now because I had a little sneaky squirt of it when I came in, and it's absolutely gorgeous. I can smell it all around me, and it feels very summery. Uh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. This is where I done this installation in the window of Japanese kimonos because I wanted to... Um, to associate the launch of the perfume with the creativity of the shop, how the Japanese uh, culture and kimonos have influenced a lot of designers in the fashion business in the past. And uh, I love the colors and I try to express as much as possible in the when I buy my uh, accessories, some of the clothing. And Where do you buy your clothing from? Seventy uh, percent of the stock that I buy comes originally from uh, um, in Italy, from uh, Florence. I'm from Sicily, but my grandmother was uh, from Florence, and so I have relatives who are in the fashion business. Also, um, the rest comes from worldwide. Some of the scarves are made in France, some of the scarves are made in China, depending what uh, what the product is. So do you have ideas for a season or does it does it work differently to that? Uh, I don't believe so much in trend. I think if you're very much into fashion on the level that I want to be, or, or be a, I'm, a, I'm there already, um, I have my own instinct. Um, yeah, so I do believe in color, in strong colors. Um, I try to be as commercial as possible. So I see what is can apply to uh, the people of Banth as well, of my clientele for the last eight years um yeah no it's uh it's i do follow the seasons yes but at the same time i follow my instincts the most so talking of your customers do you ever get special things in for people or do you have people in mind when you're forming your collection um, when I form my collection, of course, I, I think about my regular clientele and my loyal customers. I do get things for the customers. Of course, I have access to much larger uh, warehouses, not just shops. So if a customer says, oh, I do love it, this bag, it would it be possible for you to get it for me in a completely different color? I will do my very best to get it to uh, finish the look that, that she wants to achieve. And one thing I've noticed when I bought things from here is your packaging. You always do things up really beautifully, don't you? Tell me a bit about that. Um, yes, I'm very fond of packaging. All the packaging that I use is mostly recycled material. I originally, uh, the shop was uh, open as an eco-friendly shop and it's quite uh, a sustainable shop to this day. Um, at the beginning, maybe it was far too uh, advanced for its time, but um, yes, the, for me it's very important to have a good packaging so you can use it either again 
or if you, you're going to have to purchase again packaging to repackage what you bought here mm. originally. Um, yeah. uh, do you see that Barnes has changed at all over the last few years? How Actually, how long have you been here now? I've been here, uh, it's going to be eight years in, uh, in September, the beginning of September. Uh, Bands, um, yes, there is, I call it a, the life cycle change. Uh, longer young couples, they come here when they just got engaged, they have their first baby, the second baby, they have to move for space <laughs> and they move somewhere else in England. But um, it, it hasn't changed, Bands, in, in this uh, beauty. The beauty of Bands is, is quite uh, selective, it's quite selected. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a beautiful area. Are there any places that you particularly like to go if you have, you know, half an hour off or something, you want to go out and walk or have a coffee or something? Where do you go? Um, if I have to go for a walk, most of the time it's by the wetlands. Mm. I love animals, so I have a dog, so I have to go for a walk, I go to the wetlands and then trying to reach the river this side. What sort uh, of dog do you have? I have a miniature Schnauzer, which oh. is really well known in bands. <laughs> His name is Vito. Uh, I've dedicated one of my collections of scarves ah. uh, to Vito, and he sold out completely. Um, no, it's, uh, it's we are very lucky to be by the river. This is one of the main uh, unique selling points of the shop. There is a, a roundabout by the river, surrounded by uh, other amazing retailers. So. So do you find that people like to use local boutiques rather than going up to town if they want to buy something special or is it just people dropping in and buying something just on a whim? One of the beauties of fashion is that residents have a very strong sense of community. So, so they do understand the importance of um, the retailers have, uh, have within the community. Um, so, and this is what I noticed as well with my own business. There are a lot of my customers that are quite protective uh, towards my business. So they make sure that uh, you're doing well. So they recommend it to friends. If anybody's coming to visit Barnes, they will take somebody to the shop. Um, it's, it's not just a sense of pride, but it's also a of, of, yes, community to keep the retailer going. So how do you market yourself? Is it all word of mouth or do you advertise? It's exclusively uh, word of mouth for the moment. Um, I do use a local magazine I work pretty well with, um, River Tribe magazine. I'm a good friend with uh, editor Linda. Um, and this is the only form of advertising only because, as you know, my uh, clothing and the all ranges within the shop are very affordable. Yes, eventually, if I would have to go into serious advertising, there would have to be a jump in prices. It would, it be, uh, it would be still marginal, but uh, I think the main form of advertising is always word of mouth. Affordable fashion, this is how I describe my uh, boutique, um, and uh, good quality at the same time. So. No, it's great. Can I ask you, what's your favorite period of fashion? Uh, it would be the 1950s. I'm oh. uh, absolute devoted mm. to Christian Dior. Uh, <laughs> I've seen all his uh, mm -hmm. exhibitions. 
in London, in Paris, I've read his books in English, in French. Uh, definitely, it is a period of time that I love. It's, it's the 1950s. I adore at the moment the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, so do I. I love it. The clothing <laughs> is just out of this world. Um, the finesse and the, the elegance it, it was absolutely fantastic. saying um we were just talking about yes your favorite period of fashion i just wanted to know do you ever get any celebrities dropping in to buy things um no i've had some celebrities but i don't like to drop names mm. um well there are a few celebrities lived in bands so we, i had some i don't do anything such as a celebrity endorsement uh so no i don't think i'm well known at that level yet Okay. Have you had any interesting dramas happening in the shops, like babies starting to be born or people fainting or anything like that? No, I think I've been blessed. <laughs> A <laughs> proposal? <laughs> no, I'm already married. So <laughs> no, no, no. So far, so good. So touch wood. The best seven and a half years of my life. So no, I, no, no dramas, thank you. And what do you do? Because you've got all these beautiful fabrics here. I mean, if someone comes in with a toddler with sticky fingers or a dog or something, what's what's your policy? Do you, what do you what do you do about it? Um, everybody's welcome with the dogs, and kids are uh, very much welcome as well. I don't believe if you have a shop, you can stop the children to play. It's my own responsibility, maybe, to keep certain things which are delicate out of reach. Uh, but not everybody's very much welcome. Oh, I think it's very nice. It fits in with Barnes, which is very family and dog friendly, isn't it? Um, so do you have any idea about how Barnes will look in 10 years time? Do you think it'll be the same or do you think you know, there'll be any big changes? I think the only change that Barnes may will have in the future is that um, it will be the shop will do will have a much big, stronger support. Um, like the what I'm getting right now uh, through a company called Save the High Street. Um, what we lack as retailers, unfortunately, is the digital uh, support. But because thanks to the Bands Community Associations, we uh, get in touch with several companies which are helping us out. And I think it will make us more efficient. And I think they will definitely show in 10 years' time. That's good. And you've got quite a nice community here in White Hart Lane, haven't you? You're quite a good gang, aren't you? Uh, yes. Uh, I have to say, yes, the, the few residents have sold and moved away, but there are the 50% who have stayed. Um, same things for the retailers. Uh, maybe there were some retailers who moved from the high street to White Hart Lane, but uh, it's a very friendly uh, area. Yeah. yeah. And you've got Rick Steins over the road, so people need lots of nice clothes to go out there. So, uh, and what about parking? How do how do people cope with the parking around here? That's the only downside. Mm -hmm. If I have to admit, always um, is the biggest complaint of most of the customers. Also, coming from the other side of bands to this side of bands, they can't find the parking. I agree, there should be a pay and display area. 
uh, is going to be even harder when it's going to be only uh, across the railway mm-hmm. uh, crossing. There's going to be only residents uh, be able to park. Um, yeah, is the only uh, main issues and difficulties that uh, we all come across in Wetland. Yes, but walking and on your bicycle and on the bus, it's easy, isn't it? So um, what about fashion crazes? Have there been any big fashion crazes that you've noticed? I know you said that you don't really follow trends, but are there any which have inspired you? Um, again, I'm trying to be creative. So, uh, yes, of course, if you love the 1950s, you're a lover of uh, Christian Dior, uh, you tend to fall into glamour a lot. And this is what most of my customers say. Yes, you might have very competitive prices so that you can be p- parallel to Zara or to Tate Baker or to LK Bennett. Uh, but I always try to stick to the glamour. I believe that uh, being presentable is the way you present yourself. Uh, being glamorous mm. is the way you add to yourself. Um, you you will always um, take part in Barnes Fashion Show, don't you? And have a quite a big part to play there, which is, is great to see. Religiously, <laughs> funny <laughs> enough, is in the church. But uh, yes, it's the way you can give to the uh, community. Um, it's an amazing event. It brings the community together. Um, I'm very fond of it, and I want to take part of it as much as, as I can. one thing I notice when I look around the shop uh, is all the colours and are that they're displayed in in colour order is it always like that how d- how do you work out your displays and I was trained by um, Nino Cerruti the Italian designer I worked for him for 10 years uh, our retail and our old sale and he believed in three um, major uh, elements when you do the display in the visual merchandising uh, first is the color, second is uh, you have to be quite tactile with the fabrics, and then it's got to be the fittings. Um, yes, of course, you've got to be as much as eye-catching as possible, and that is got to reflect on the actual garment, how it's going to fit you, and those colors are going to suit the person who's going to wear them eventually. Um, yes, I like to bring joy. Mm-hmm. I try not to sell as much as black as everybody else's. Um, but your window at the moment is a pure joy, isn't it? With all the all the colours and the Japanese influence. But Marco is resplendent in black today. Do you wear colour? Uh, yeah, I do wear a lot of colours, especially on holidays. <laughs> I, lo- I love prints, colourful prints. Uh, this is why you see the Japanese kimonos as well. I wanted to show the influence of... Uh, the prints have on our moods mm. and the joy that they can bring you. That's lovely. And what are your plans for the future? Do you plan to stay? Are you building an empire? What What? What are your, what are your dreams? Again, I'm working with this company called Save the High Street and they're helping me out to set up my uh, website, a more efficient website. And the idea is always to stay in bands and be front of house of my own business and then to have uh, a business partner eventually can help me out with a website, uh, somebody who can t- uh, maybe run on my behalf or helping me out to setting up uh, the website and then do pop-up shop eventually uh, either across London or across Europe to get a website uh, well known. 
That sounds so exciting. Well, we're going to be following you. Thank you so much, Marco, for talking to us today. And we're yeah, really looking forward to sharing this podcast with everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. So that was Marco Tripoli of Marco Tripoli Shop fame, um, who I was talking to just then. And I must say that even while we were recording the podcast, um, we had customers coming in and we stopped and they just want to chat to Marco and he just is brilliant at what he does. And uh, he, uh, he not only has beautiful clothes and jewelry and bags in his shop, but he's a real friend to people who pop in and want to talk to him and seek his advice. And he knows what he's talking about. I think that's why people come to Marco and he is very stylish. He just exudes some sort of um, chic stylish. I think la linea is what you call it in Italian. That's that line that we all seek and some of us achieve. Marco is one of them, but um, he puts things together really well. And as he says, uh, fashion has always been his passion. Um, and he, he used, as a child, he used to watch his mother making dresses and he would spend time in his grandfather's textile shop. So Marco knows what he's talking about. So if you're looking for a special outfit or a present or just something to cheer up your day, pop in, have a chat to Marco and see what's there, see what will suit you. Anyway. We will be back soon on the Barnes Podcast. I'm not sure who we'll be talking to next, but it will be exciting. And we will tell you more about Barnes and more about what's going on in Barnes. So um, make sure you tell your friends, share the podcast, and you can get it on iTunes or SoundCloud. And we will talk to you very soon. Enjoy.